chapter 15 of the Gospel of Matthew. It's a very interesting chapter where we are going to see Jesus explaining to his disciples how important is the issues of the heart. And also he tends to react to a woman who acknowledged him as a Lord who apparently comes from a tribe, a Canaanite tribe that are considered as Gentiles and not from the house of Israel that Jesus came to die for. It looks like an experience of the way of the cross for me because the same words that Jesus repeated in the Last Supper, he seems to repeat before the feeding of the 4,000 from verse 32, where he takes the bread, breaks it, and gives to his disciples, and everyone eats to their fill. Everyone eats to their fill. So we read from verse 2. Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They do not wash their hands when they eat a meal. And then the Lord explains, he said to them in reply, Why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? God said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. But you say, whoever says to father or mother, any support you might have had from me is dedicated to God. Need not honor his father. You have nullified the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Hypocrites, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you when he said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me? In vain. Do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts? You see, it's interesting that he's talking about worship at this point. Then verse 11, It is not what enters one's mouth that defiles that person, but what comes out of the mouth is what defiles every plant. Verse 13, That my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted, and then he says again, if a blind person leads a blind person, both will fall into the pit. Verse 18, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. We pray that you may speak to our hearts, transform our lives, help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you, and to learn something new from your word that is going to transform our hearts, change our lives for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So the Lord uh, starts talking about uh, to the Pharisees and the scribes who came to him about the tradition that they have brought into effect, nullifying the word of God for the sake of their tradition. 
and they are trying to point a finger at Jesus, asking him why his disciples eat with unwashed hands. But the Lord wants to reveal to them that actually he is concerned with the heart. That what comes from the heart is what defiles a body, not hands. And he is revealing to them what exactly um, he has spoken he says that it is not what enters one's mouth that defiles that person, but what comes out of the mouth comes out of the mouth. So is a, is a big lesson <laughs> that is trying to teach not just the Pharisees and the scribes, but to each one of us listening to these podcasts, that the Lord will help us to have our hearts purified so that he may be the only king who reigns in us. And we see that in the next few uh, scripture lines, when the Canaanite woman comes to him with a situation that needed his intervention. I don't know how she knew that actually Jesus could be the one to, to deliver um, her daughter. A Canaanite woman is considered as a Gentile, just like a Samaritan. And the Bible records that verse 22 what she said she came and called out have pity on me lord son of david my daughter is tormented by a demon but he did not say a word in answer to her his disciples came and asked him send her away for she keeps calling out after us he said in reply i was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of israel you see, God considers Israel as his firstborn. And Israel, because it is a race that was chosen by the Lord, that has acknowledged the Lord as their God, and the race that worships the Lord as God. So, then he says, But the woman came and did him homage, saying, Lord, help me. You know, if anyone doesn't acknowledge Jesus as Lord, that means they'll be worshipping another God. And he is not bound by the calling of this woman just because she is calling her son of David. But there's something else that is really important. You see, the Lord created each one of us not just to call him, but to believe in him and to worship him. Those who believe in him will have eternal life. The Bible reminds us in John 3.16, and to believe means to worship, that he is the only God, and that's why it's the first commandment. And that means that worship is in the heart of Jesus. And that is also why when he spoke about uh, to the Pharisees and the scribes, he also uh, mentions about worship worship because if we do not hold him dear in our hearts if he's not the king the king who reigns in our hearts then that means he will not take precedence over everything in our lives but we shall find ourselves considering other things more important than him being the king who reigns in us
But if Jesus is the king, then worship is automatic. If Jesus is the Lord of our lives, then worship is automatic. If Jesus is the king of kings and we believe in him and we worship him, then we have all the other benefits that comes along with that because then we are his. So the relationship, the relationship um, that is meant to be and to help us in this journey of faith is a relationship between us and him that allows us or opens our heart to the Lord as the Lord of our hearts and our lives to be the king who rules and reigns our hearts and while he's reigning then we go to work and worship him so to live a life of worship is a life that allows the Lord to be king in us and we have seen that it is very very important because when the woman paid him homage saying Lord help me he said in reply it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs she said please Lord for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their master then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that moment. That is deliverance. If the woman, the Canaanite woman, does not, the mother of this girl, does not acknowledge Jesus as the Lord, why will not the demon um, torment the daughter? If she does not acknowledge Jesus as the Lord, then something else is going to oppress her own children and that is what the bible has revealed to us but the minute she started worshiping the minute she started worshiping the lord not just her faith but you remember faith also activates the power of god so worship is key and her daughter was delivered deliverance is victory over anything that tries to oppress us you see, worshiping God is what benefits us. It does not add anything to God, but it is what is going to benefit us. So there is no demonic oppression that can remain in any area of our lives or in any one who is connected to us if we are true worshipers of the King of Kings, of Jesus Christ. He is the only true God, so he deserves our worship. He died for us. And then we continue the healing of many people. The crowds were amazed. So Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. Verse 29, went up to the mountain and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, many others. They placed them at his feet and he cured them. You see, very interesting. They placed them at his feet. At his feet. What happens at his feet? What is happening even today in heaven? Worship is going on at his feet. At his feet. Not at his, I don't know, shoulder or his, his, at the feet. That is where Mary Magdalene began weeping and washing his feet with tears and wiping with her hair. It is a place of worship. So, placing them at his feet, I can only imagine that the writer who is worthy of this gospel is guiding and leading us, and the Lord is helping us to 
come to the understanding that worship is key to deliverance, to healing, to every form of healing, because the crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, the blind able to see, and they glorified God of Israel. They would not be able to glorify the God of Israel if they are not worshippers of the God of Israel. So I believe those who are present had acknowledged that Jesus is Lord and they were able to pay homage at his feet and so the needy, the sick received healing and they were restored to wholeness. Now this last uh, few verses uh, reveal to us very interesting um, side of Jesus the feeding of the 4,000, just like the feeding of the 5,000 in a different scripture. And the Bible records, Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry for fear. They may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? <laughs> Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Now, this is it. The last supper, he said, He took the seven loaves, he took bread, fish gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples. So the little that was in their hands when placed in the hands of Jesus, and he offered it to the Heavenly Father with thanksgiving, then the multiplication happens. And it was shared to the whole crowd. They ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets full so seven baskets fulls full the loaves were seven and we have seven baskets remaining those who ate were four thousand men not counting women and children that means women and children were more and when he had dismissed the crowds he got into the boat and came to the district of Magadan. many other times when we are facing luck when we are facing situations that need God's intervention and probably the first things that happen into our mind we tend to be worried or distressed or stressed thinking that the miracle working God is not close to us or he is not doing any miracles we are bound to imagine that we do not have a way out of our circumstance or situation and we forget that the same, same God who did miracles in Galilee is still close to us because he promised he will never leave us nor forsake us. And the most important thing that we have to do is to worship. Worship draws him closer to us. Worship causes him to go to work. Worship changes our circumstance and situation to be able to experience that fullness of who he is in our lives. You see, Jesus cares for us. He cares for each one of us and each one of our needs. And that is why all the scripture has revealed to us 
a God who cares. Jesus came to reveal to us the heart of the Heavenly Father, full of love and compassion for his children and even those that are not necessarily in the circle of his children have an opportunity to choose to worship him. Worship is to offer all to him and to accept him as the Lord and their situation will be transformed. May the Lord help us to maintain our worship to him, not to be distracted by any situations or needs in our lives, but to keep our focus to him, that he may deliver us not to judge like the Pharisees and the scribes, but to offer our hearts to him so he can dwell in our hearts and so that what comes out of our hearts may be a blessing to others too. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, for speaking to us, for revealing to us the mysteries of your kingdom. Lord, we pray to you may help us to grow in love of you, in homage of you, in worship of you, in search of you, Lord. Thank you for drawing us to your heart. Help us to remain under the cover of your protection, under the cover of your canopy. We bless you, we honor you, and we worship you. It is in Jesus' mighty name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.